0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 444. But this? He gestured to the white ring with his walking stick. This is something else entirely. I pulled up a seat across from him. I'll be frank with you, I said. I can only guess what it's made of, let alone what it signifies. Brayden raised an eyebrow. That's remarkably forthright of you. I shrugged. I feel somewhat more secure in my position here, I admitted, enough that I can be a little less guarded with the people who have been kind to me. He chuckled again as he laid the silver ring on the board. Secure, he said. I dare say you are at that. He picked up the white ring. Still, it's not odd you wouldn't know about this. I thought there were just three types of rings, I said. That's true, for the most part, Braden said. But the giving of rings goes back quite a ways. The common folk do in it long before it came a game for the gentry. And while Stapes may breathe the rarefied air with the rest of us, his family is undeniably common. Braden set the white ring back onto the board and folded his hands over it. Those rings were made of things ordinary folk might find easily at hand. A young lover might give a ring of new green grass to someone he was courting. A ring of leather promises service, and so on. And a ring of horn? A ring of horn shows enmity. Braden said, "Powerful and lasting enmity." Ah, I said, somewhat taken aback. I see. Braden smiled and held the pale ring up to the light. But this, he said, is not horn. The grain is wrong, and Stapes would never give a horn ring alongside a silver one. He shook his head. No, nope, unless I miss my guess, this is a ring of bone. He handed it to me. Wonderful, I said glumly, turning it over in my hands. And that means what, that he'll stab me in the liver and push me down a dry well? Brayden gave his warm, wide smile. A ring of bone indicates a profound and lasting debt. I see. I rubbed it between my fingers. I have to say, I prefer being owed a favor. Not just a favor, Braden said. Traditionally, a ring such as this is carved from the bone of a deceased family member. He raised an eyebrow. And while I doubt that is currently the case, it does get the point across. I looked up, still slightly dazed by it all, and that is that these things are not given lightly. It's not a part of games the gentry play, and not the sort of ring you should display. He gave me a look. If I were you, I'd tuck it safe away. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I would like to jump in and point out that Braden rhymes three times in that last passage. It's not a part of games the gentry play, and not the sort of ring you should display. If I were you, I'd tuck it safe away. It's both in meter and in rhyme. Oh, good catch, Jeremy. It's the kind of thing you you
1: it's harder to notice when you're reading it, but when you're reading it aloud, it it does perk up. Mm-hmm. So I I think we've, we've come to associate speaking in verse with the Fae. Does this imply that Brayden is Fae or that he's perhaps Fae descended or is
0: this, that's too much of a reach? I mean, the other, the only other thing I associate it with is being in love because Quoth and Denna often do that too. But, uh, you know, we've also supposed that Quoth might have a little, a pinch of Fae blood, you know, somewhere in his back, in his backstory. And, it certainly hints at the supernatural. So I think you could also point to this as a data point on your your Pepe Silvia chart that, that Brayden is in fact a Chandranoid. I want to point out something else. We didn't talk about it
1: on this page, but um, Jeremy, would you be kind enough to read Brayden's line and then I'll read Quoth's next line?
0: You want me to read the last line from the page?
1: Read read all three of Brayden's lines, the, the three rhyming lines, and then I'll read
0: Quoth's next line. Copy that. It's not a part of games the gentry play, and not the sort of ring you should display. If I were you, I'd tuck it safe away. You've been such help, I wish I could repay. Hmm Hmm
1: indeed And then Braden Brayden cuts him off. Brayden cuts him off mid sentence. It's almost like he's trying to stop something. You know, it's almost like he's noticing that Quoth is rhyming too and that he wants to stop him from cluing in or something like that. Like, it's just, this whole thing is giving me frisson now because I feel like we're, we're close to something. We're close to a revelation.
0: We love to have a frisson, don't we, folks? <laughs> sure.
1: And this makes me also think about the naming rings, the rings for namers. Uh, the idea that this is, you know, it's a tradition among the gentry, but it's even older than that. It's a tradition among the common people. And even then, it's not really clear where the tradition comes from. So maybe it's related to the tradition of naming where the ring signifies something far deeper and far more meaningful than just like a thing, just like a pretty, a pretty thing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find
1: it weird that both after, after Braden says like a horn ring is one of enmity but Quoth still seems to think it's made of horn and that it would still mean that. And that's strange. Horn and bone look alike. At a I client. know, but like once Brayden says, oh, it's an enmity thing, that's like the opposite of how Stapes reacted. So why would Quoth think that was it?
0: Uh, I think Quoth is a person who is conditioned to expect the worst of people. I was actually also going to bring this up, Jordana, because when, when, um, when Brayden goes, no, it's like... Horn is bad, but you're wrong, it's not horn, it's bone, and and Cloth's response is uh, if it's made of bone, it's probably worse. He's yeah. probably gonna throw me down a well. Uh. But yeah, you're right. Like there's there's literally no reason for him to think that, given the way stapes behaved to him the last time they spoke, and the fact that he gave him his silver ring. Like that's he's assuming the worst for no reason at all, except that he's being a gloomy gus.
1: Well, and he as you say, he's been conditioned. To have you know as bad things happen to you over and over, you get your guard up for more bad things.: I mostly have no other notes for this page. I feel like we did so much speculating all of a sudden, and now I've got nothing.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like those those were definitely the two the two things that I had in mind to, to talk about.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're establishing a new status quo, so it's a bit of a, a bit of a calm moment, but I think there's more to talk about later because we'll talk a little bit about the value of tack. And what Brayden is after,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I think this whole thing with the tack board is sort of a metaphor for not just Brayden's character, but Brayden's motivation and the way that he interacts with people, including but not limited to Quoth and possibly Dena.
0: Well, we'll we'll learn all that and more on tomorrow's page of the. Wind.
1: Wind. And... Mm-hmm.